Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. Amen, amen. Well, thank the Lord. If you got your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter number 8. Revelation, chapter number 8, and verse 1. Appreciate the good worship this morning. I believe the Lord is magnified. And everybody believes that. Say amen. Amen. We love your pastor and his wife, brother and sister Borders. How many of you love them? Thank God for our pastor. Amen. I appreciate the many years of anointed ministry of the borders from way, way back. Not that far back, but it was way back. Amen. It wasn't a double way back, but it was way back. Amen. And, uh, amen, they are the same, just as steady as the day is long. Just keep on kicking. Love God, love truth, love souls. And Amen. One of the greatest evangelists I ever heard, one of the greatest preachers I've ever heard. Amen. And that ain't just about right. That is right. Nobody else's vote counts. Bless God. That's the way it is. Amen. He is one of the best preachers I've ever heard. Amen. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1 through verse 6. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels. Everybody say seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel, you say another angel, came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense. And let me just say, this sounds is perfect. You don't have to touch nothing. Amen. Sound men are doing. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost extra. I mean, a little punch in this PA this morning. Amen. Uh, and the other angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense which which came up came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand and the angel took the censer filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake and the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Amen. I want to talk to you about the ministry of the eighth angel. Amen. Everybody say the ministry of the eighth angel. Amen. You don't like that title we can call angels of the final moments. Whatever you want. Either one will do. Everybody say amen. Lord bless you. High five somebody and tell them you look better than I do. Amen. You do. Amen. And you may be seated in the name of the Lord. Hebrews 1 and 7 declares the angels, he saith, who maketh his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. 1 and 14 of Hebrews says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? In an age of reason and skepticism and cynicism, there is in the massive exaltation of human intellect. But beyond the human intellect, there is the unseen realm, the realm of the spirit. 
in this realm there is the eternal beyond time forever never ending always continuing and ongoing touch somebody and say eternal time is a space inside of eternity take your thumb and finger and put them up and get them as well just pretty close together and then stick it out away from you and look at it and that'll kind of give you a perspective of time. When God said, let there be light, time started ticking. The Bible tells there's a moment when God's going, an angel is going to put one foot on the shore and one foot on the sea, and he's going to declare, time shall be no more. Time. In the space of eternity. Why did God make time? God made time because he wanted to make man in his image, in his likeness. With the power of choice. To be able to say, I want God. I want to live for God. I want to obey God. Or to be able to say, fooey on you. I don't want nothing to do with you. He wanted to give us that choice. Angels did not have that choice. Everybody say angels didn't have a choice. So time represents a space of a moment, a second, a minute, an hour, a day, a month, a year, a century, a decade, a millennium. Everybody say it's time. It is a space that has boundaries, borders, and limits. Time has an end. And it will come to an end. The Apostle John uh, is a prisoner locked up because of his love for God, for loving the God-man, Jesus Christ, for loving the Word, the Word was, that was with God, the Word that was God, the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus Christ. In the beginning, John 1 and 1, the original uh, writer interpretation of John 1 and 1 in Latin said, in the beginning there was a thinker of a thought. And the thinker of the thought was with God. And the thinker of the thought was God. While locked up, John is carried away in the spirit and not with his troubles. Out of time, into the boundless, endless, ageless realm of eternity. To get a God view of upcoming events. And events of the deepest past. In Revelation 12, he's shown the casting out of Lucifer. And one third of the angels of heaven with him into the earth with violent passion and vehement anger. They are cast out of God's presence. He sees the first attempted coup d'etat and rebellion against God and its complete failure. One third of the fallen angels are cast out with Satan. But two thirds of the innumerable host of angels remain with God and are on the winning side. There are more with us than there are with them. Light always defeats darkness. Good always defeats evil. Love always defeats hate. And right always defeats wrong. I wish I had an amen from everybody. In our text, spiritual significance is added with the mention of the number seven. Seven in scripture means fullness, spiritual completion, 
On the seventh day of creation, God rested. Seven becomes the foundation of Israel's worship cycle. And with the mention of trumpets, the first reference to trumpets is in Exodus 19, 1 and 6. Moses is to meet God in the mountain of Sinai at the blowing of the trumpet. Trumpets blowing. And they called Israel together for instruction in Numbers 10 and 3. They called them together for marching in Numbers 10 and verse 7. They blew the trumpets and it called them together for war in Jeremiah 4 and 19 and Jeremiah 42 and 14. The trumpets would blow again in Isaiah 27 and 13 and it was a call for a return from Israel's dispersion and their scattering. And then in Leviticus 25, 8 through 10 there is the blowing of a trumpet for the year of Jubilee or for the year of Pentecost. Everybody say every 50 years. In the Old Testament, there was a Pentecost. Everything they had lost, all the family members that had been sold off to pay for debts that were old and they went into slavery. On the 50th year, they got them back. Whether it had been 10 years gone, 15 years gone, 28 years gone, or if they'd been gone for one year, when Israel entered a jubilee, there was a trumpet blast and everybody got everything back. I hope you're with me. Amen. Can I tell you, that that feast of Pentecost eventually became the day of Pentecost. And we're still living in the day of Pentecost now. Amen. The day of Pentecost was no longer just a feast that was just for one year. But the day of Pentecost has been going since December uh, 2000, no, I'm sorry, since 33 AD, when the day of Pentecost began, the Holy Ghost was poured out. Uh, since that day, we've been in a perpetual day of Jubilee. God has been redeeming. He has bought back as many people as would believe and be born again of the water and spirit. Uh, amen. Can I tell you that every week uh, there's hundreds of people that we know of, that I know personally of, that are born again of the water and spirit I follow a little chat site with the evangelist and our director brother Doug Klein it's about 110 of us and every day every Sunday for sure there'll be 25 upwards to a few hundred people that will be born again of the water and spirit just this last uh, two weeks ago brother Dross was overseas and had over 2,400 people filled with the Holy Ghost in one night Come on, touch somebody and say we're living in the day of Pentecost. It's a day of outpouring. It's a day when God is saving everyone that wants to be saved. Everybody that will repent, he'll forgive. Everybody that will be water baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, he'll wash their sins away. Everybody that wants the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues, he is filling them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he's about to come back again. They say amen, amen. But in our text, the trumpets blowing in Revelation announce the opening of God's judgment. The release of the seven seals, each being released at the blowing of one of the seven trumpets by one of the seven angels. Beginning at Revelation 8 and 7 are the first four angels 
and begins the release of God's judgment. Everybody say after the rapture. After God comes back and gets the church. Who's the church? People that have been born again of water and spirit. Someone said, well, I believe. Well, that's wonderful. We appreciate that you believe. But the devils believe in one God and tremble. Simple belief in God does not save anybody. It is a confession of your mouth. You are saying to the world, I believe that there is a God. Amen. But he that believes and is saved, amen, is born again of the water and spirit. Jesus said you must be born again of the water and spirit to a religious man. One of the 70 elders, Nicodemus, I've mentioned this both nights, I'm going to mention it again. Amen. He was a believer. But he said, Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and spirit or you cannot see the kingdom of God or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Touch somebody next to you and ask them, have you been born again? Have you been born again of the water and the spirit? Once the church is raptured, when God comes back to get us and take us out of here, I said it last night, it's going to be one foot here. It's going to be Halle here and the next foot will be Luya and it'll be touched down on the other side in the street of glory. And if you miss that, this is what you have to look forward to. The first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth and a third part of the trees were burnt up. All green grass was burnt up. Verse 8, and the second angel sounded. And it was as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And a third part of the sea became blood. A third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And a third part of the ships that were in the sea were destroyed. A third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters and the name of the star is called Wormwood and a third part of the waters became Wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And a fourth angel will sound a trumpet and a third part of the sun will be smitten. A third part of the moon will be smitten. A third part of the stars will be smitten. So as a third part of them were all darkened and the day shone not for a third of the day and the night likewise. 8 and 13 said, Behold, I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, John saying with a loud voice, Whoa! Woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the, of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels which are yet to sound. The next three angels will fulfill the judgments of God unleashing the fullness of his wrath or his vehement anger. Why? Because the world would not repent. The fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit and he opened the bottomless pit and there rose smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. The sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. There came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither the green thing neither any tree but only those men which had not the seal of God in their foreheads. To them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented for five months. 
And their torment was in the, as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. In those days shall men seek death and not find it. Shall desire to die and death will flee from them. And the sound of their wings and the sound of the chariots whereas the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And their power was to hurt man for five months. If you miss the rapture, this is what you've got to look forward to. Sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Their power was to hurt men for five months and they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. And the sixth angel shall sound. And he said, I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God saying to the sixth angel which had a trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. They're there now waiting for this moment. Just waiting for the moment when an angel will blow a trumpet. And these four angels will be loosed which are bound in the great river of rage. And the four angels were, which were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to try to slay the third part of man. Why? Because man would not repent. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. That's about to happen. This is speaking of what we believe would be China. They've already had a battleship released and started coming out and headed down towards Israel. Know how far they've gotten? It's the first time that I remember ever anybody, any news saying that China had released any kind of warfare. Now they're coming down towards Israel. They've become buddies with Russia. I mean buddies. Then a president from China just showed up over in San Francisco and Amen. The liberals didn't want to blow their cover, so they got rid of all the homeless people out in the streets of San Francisco, made it look like the boom shakalaka. Just touch somebody and say a bunch of fakes. I go to San Francisco. I know what it's like. I mean, they got it making it look all beautiful. All the big techs, billionaires all show up there. To Our president's making buddies with him and hugging him. And it's all part of prophecy. You know, somebody, it's what the Word of God declares. It says they're coming down, and by these men, there were a third part of men killed by fire, by smoke, by brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. Their power was in their mouth and in their tails. And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils. They wouldn't repent of worshiping idols of gold and idols of silver and of brass and of stone and wood, which neither can see, hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders. I mean, the rapture's already taken place. The church is gone. The Spirit of God has left the atmosphere of time, which they say is 93 billion years 
light years wide now. And the spirit of, that's the space of time that we got right now. 93 billion light years. And God has taken his church, which is his body, his bride, out and he has left this space of time with, there is no spirit of righteousness. There is no holy, holy, holy God in this space of time. This time is left for nothing but the devil and his angels and the antichrist and the false prophet and they are wreaking havoc on this world. What I'm trying to tell you is if you are not born again, you need to be born again. Why? Because that's our only way out of here. Come on, somebody. There's murders. There's always been murders. And it will continue even after the church is gone. There will be sorceries. They will not repent of their sorceries or their witchcraft. They will not repent of their fornication nor of their thefts and robberies. He said, I saw another angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud, a rainbow on his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as the pillars of fire and he had in his hand a little book and he set his right foot on the sea, left foot on the earth. The angel which I saw stand upon the scene upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and said, I swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are in and the earth, things that are therein and the sea, things that are therein, and that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel which he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. What are you saying? I'm saying judgment, pain, and torture. Wishing for death and it won't come. Wishing to die and you keep living. All this because man would not repent. 2,000 plus years of grace and mercy. Unmerited favor has been handed to all of us. A judgment withheld for 2,000 plus years. Pain and death, eternal death, a second death. All withheld. Unfettered access to God and His Word, the Bible. Missionaries, preachers, pastors, evangelists, teachers, saints of God, living for God, daily witness. And man would not repent in spite of it. And so comes the judgment. Time is up. But John in our text sees something else. Something before the judgment. Something before the burning of one third of life on this planet. He sees the ministry of another angel. These seven angels I've talked about will release the seven judgments of God. They will be poured out upon this earth. One third of all man will be destroyed. One third of all trees. One third of all grass. One third of all fish life. One third of all ships in the water will be destroyed. This will be nothing. But three and a half years. The last three and a half years of the seven year tribulation. Nothing but judgment and peril and death and dying. There will be no mercy. It will be over. It will be finished. You can pray and God won't hear you. You can say God help us and there will be no help. You can say God have mercy. There will be no mercy. You'll pray for God's grace and there will be no grace. Why? Because he's already raptured his church and taken us out of here. And he has left this space of time with us. But right before the judgment, it's been waiting for his ministry, this eighth angel. He has a golden censer in his hand with much incense in it to offer it with all the prayers of all the saints to ascend out of his hands unto God. He, the Bible says he filled the censer with fire from the altar and he cast it into the earth. And when he cast this burning, this censer into the earth, the Bible says he heard voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Everybody say, before the judgment, 
before the pain, before the stinging scorpions, where you will live with the poison of a scorpion in you for six months. You'll wish to die and can't die. You'll wish you weren't here, but you'll be here. Amen. Before the fire, before the judgment, there's still a moment of mercy, grace, and forgiveness. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying to us on this Sunday morning, I'm preaching to you, number one, like this is the last message I'll ever preach. I'm preaching to you like this is the last message that you will ever hear. I've got friends all over this building, but I'm pleading with you. This angel is right now operating. He is releasing prayer. He is releasing the last day of anointing. He's gathering up all the prayers of all the saints. Woo! Do you understand? All your tears are caught in a bottle. One writer said, all our prayers we have prayed have been heard and they are still heard right now. Praying for you. Praying for my friend. God, save my friend. Save him in Jesus' name. Save him from his sins. Save him from his mess. Save me from my mess. It's been prayers prayed for days and nights, for months and years. Save my kids. Your grandpa prayed for you. Your great-grandma prayed for you. Your mother prayed for you. She may be gone, but she prayed for you. Your grandpa may be gone, but he prayed for you. Your dad may be gone that he prayed for you all of his prayers well I remember my daddy it just hit me and stopped me dead in my tracks my dad was not emotional he didn't jump and shout never seen him do it in my life but I'd see him sit there in that pew and he'd lift a hand wave it brother Wayne he preached amen I'd come as a kid complaining about stuff I saw him come in at night had a curfew of 11 o'clock I'd come in at least five minutes early. Most time, 10, 15 minutes early. I'd come in, walk in, slide door, lock it, walk across the hallway to the bedroom. I'm home, mom and dad. Oh, good. How was it? Where'd you go? What'd you eat? Who all was there? What'd you do? I'd end up talking to him. I'd end up crying about heaven. God, I'd, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why I can't get the Holy Ghost. I don't understand why so-and-so said this and people said this. And my dad and mom never one time ever said anything in agreement with me about negativity of anybody. I mean, never one time did my mom join in with my talk. I know what you're talking about, son. I've heard the same thing. She never said that one time. She said, boy, never one time. You see, I'd complain about people in church and things, and, and she'd never, she'd say, she'd say, Greg, you just need to keep on praying. God's got it all in control. God's got you. God's got you. My dad never got emotional. He would never get up out of his seat and jump and shout. But buddy, when that altar call was given, he'd come right down the altar. He'd stand there. I remember praying. I'd look up and dad be standing there praying. Tear running down his face. He was as solid as a rock. But I can hear my dad's prayers right now. I can hear my dad praying for mercy. I can hear my dad praying, God, fill my boys with the Holy Ghost. Amen. They're still alive. Can I tell somebody your prayers are still alive? From your mom, from your dad, from your grandma, from your aunt, from your uncle, from your cousins. All the prayers that were prayed for you, they're still alive. That's why you made it to church tonight. Somebody had a wreck somewhere. Somebody was killed in a car wreck. But some reason my car made it. Your car made it. Why? Because I believe the hand of God was on all of us to hear the word of God. And the question I want to ask you is are you ready for the rapture? Amen. If this is the last message you ever hear, or if this is the last message I ever preach uh, I want to ask you are you ready for the rapture are you ready for the trumpet to sound are you ready to go home 
Are you ready for your feet to get light? Are you ready for your body to change? Are you ready to wake up in heaven? I believe this eighth angel, eight is a number of new beginnings. And I believe this eighth angel is sounding now. He has got those prayers and he's releasing it into this atmosphere for the last handful of years that maybe we have in time. There's no prophecy as far as I know. I mentioned the other night, I'm going to say it again, that I know of that needs to be fulfilled that would keep the Lord from coming back. He could come back this afternoon. He could come out by, come back by 12.30 today. He could come back by 5 o'clock today. He may come back by four in the morning, but I'm gonna stand here and tell you, he could come back at any moment. There's nothing keeping him back. You've got to have a better answer. Well, I went to church. Well, I was faithful to church. I didn't, Jesus didn't say that. He said, have you been born again? Of the water and spirit. Have you been born again? Of the water and the spirit. The eighth angel sounds and he releases the anointed prayers of all the ages of the saints. Prayers of Peter, James, and John, Matthew, Mary, the mother of Jesus, who received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. I got two amens. People now pray in the Mary. What you praying to Mary for? There ain't nothing in the Bible talking about praying to Mary. Mary was in the upper room just like the apostles and got the Holy Ghost just like the apostles. Because somebody say, I ain't praying to Mary. Hey Amen, I'm praying to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Oh, what are you saying? I'm saying all the prayers from the day of Pentecost, all the prayers through these last 2,000 years, God's gonna bottle them all up and he's gonna put them in the hands of that angel and he's gonna throw those prayers back into this atmosphere for one last harvest. Grandma's prayers will come back. Grandpa's prayers will come back. Pastor's prayers will come back. Brother Whalen and Sister Whalen's prayers will come back. Brother Robert's prayers will come back. Your pastor's prayers will come back. The first lady's prayers will come back. The mother of Israel's prayers will come back. Your brother's prayers will come back. Your sister's prayers will come back. The church's prayers will come back. Your friend's prayer. Your youth pastor's prayer. The elders in the church's prayer. The mother of Israel's prayers will be thrown back into the earth. Why? Causing the last day outpouring. The spilling out. Didn't say the dribble. Didn't say a drop of the Spirit. It said the spilling of the Spirit. When God throws His Spirit out, He don't care where it falls. It's going to fall on everybody. God's just going to throw His Spirit out. And you're going to feel a touch of it. You're going to feel it touch you. And you're going to think, oh my God, what, what? it's the Spirit of God. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. What is it? It's the Spirit of God. Just one drop will touch you. You'll want time to tell you. The angel of God said, the Spirit's going to be poured out upon all flesh to undo all that hell has done against you. The Bible said the earth shook like it was with an earthquake. Why? Because it's the earth's response to the holy mixture of prayer. Past, present, heard, and unheard prayers. Lightning flashing, thunder rolling. What is it? It's a holy collision of fervent heartfelt on fire. Burning prayer from prayer meetings of old. Stand with me. I'm asking you. 
if this is the last sermon you've ever hear, are you ready for the soon coming of the Lord? I know we've been hurt. People have had mistakes. I understand. But I want to ask you for yourself, not your wives, not your husbands, not your kids, not your mom and dad. I'm asking for you. If the Lord comes by 11.15, that's 10 minutes, will you be ready? Come on, saying to God, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Well, I was hurt back in 63. I was hurt back in 72. Church back in 81, they hurt me. I mean, you, you got to forget all that. Amen. Because you have to answer for yourself. You have to say, God, I release it. I forgive them. I let it go. I walk off from it. God, I want to be ready for the rapture. I don't want to hold no all against anybody. I don't want to be bitter against anybody. I don't want to say, God, I'm religious. I went to church twice a month. Every now and then I'd go. No, no, no. I want to ask you, are you born again? Are you ready for his coming? Because the only thing that's going to matter is have you been born again of the water and the spirit? Grab your neighbor by the hand. I'm asking you, I'm asking every saint, every friend I've grown up with, and I'm, for some reason I'm feeling it real strong this morning. If this is the last time you ever hear me preach, if this is the last time we ever see each other, and you know I love everybody here and it's been hard to preach because I, I just love you and I, you're shocked as I am. I'm a preacher. I am. I'm just absolutely shocked. But all I'm going to say to you is you've got to be ready because he's coming back in a moment that you think not. I don't know about you, but I want to be ready. Are you ready? Would you lift your neighbor's hand and begin to pray out loud with them in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. Come on, friends, come on. Lift your voice up and begin to seek God. Don't just let him hear you. God, I want you to forgive me. Have any hard feelings, anything I've done, God, please forgive me. I want my heart to be clear. I want my heart to be empty. I don't want nothing in there of bitterness and anger and halt. God, I don't want to be sinful. I don't want any worldliness there. God, I want to love you and you only. I want to seek you and you only, God. Come on, church, come on. Now, as you're praying, would you come to the altar? Would you bring somebody with you? If you've never been born again, you can come to this altar with your hands raised and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can have a renewing of the Holy Ghost. God can refill you today. Come on, I'm telling you. You say, oh, preacher, if I can just hang on, get out of this service, I'll be all right now. It might be your last service. This might be the last message you ever hear. And I felt prompted of the Holy Ghost to preach it like it was my last message and I'm begging and I'm pleading with you would you be ready would you be ready are you ready for the soon coming of the Lord come on find somebody to pray with around you find somebody to pray with come on young people come on mom and dad lay hands on somebody with you you have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman Oklahoma we are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue Norman Oklahoma 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. You can call us at 
1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.